Chapter 9 of the Frithiof Saga. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Frithiof Saga by Ferdinand Schmidt. Translated by George Upton. Chapter 9 The Parting. Off the next day did Ingeborg turn her footsteps toward the sea, and at last she neared the wooded shore once more. The sails of the swiftly approaching dragon glimmered through the branches of the trees. It stopped, and Frithiof leaped lightly ashore. "'Welcome indeed art thou, Frithiof,' said Ingeborg. "'But woe is me, I read my fate upon thy brow. Seest thou not also blood-red runes thereon, bespeaking insult?' shame and banishment nay come thyself and tell me quickly what has passed learn then my ingeborg the disgrace that i am forced to bear i sought the assembly of the people gathered at thy father's grave mound where close circling stood the northland's warriors sword in hand and shield to shield within their ranks upon the judgment seat sat that pale blood man helgi his gloomy gaze fast fixed upon the ground, while beside him Halfdan, like some overgrown child, toyed idly with a slender sword. Then I stepped forth and spoke, The clouds of war, O Helge, overhang thy boundaries. Thy kingdom is in jeopardy. But give me thy sister, and I'll lend my arm, whose strength shall stand thee well in time of need. Forgotten be our grudge, for loathe am I to cherish hate against the brother of my Ingeborg. Be just, O king, and save at once thy country and thy sister's heart. As proof of faith I offer thee my hand in peace, but by the almighty Thor I swear that never again shall it be stretched to thee in reconcilement. Loud plaudits rang from all about us. The clang of a thousand shields rose up to heaven. Yea, give him Ingeborg, they shouted, the fairest lily in our vales. Remember, king, that Frithiof is our stoutest swordman. Give him thy sister. Thereat our noble foster-father, Hilding, stepped from out the throng and spoke for me. From his lips fell many a weighty speech and biting proverb, while even Halfdan, too, did urge consent. But vain were my words, vain the shouts of the warriors, vain the intercession of Hilding and Halfdan as little might the spring sun coax a blade of grass from out of the naked rock as our united prayers awake one kindly thought in helge's breast unchanged his lowering glances scornfully he spoke the peasant's son might claim perchance our sister but never shall the defiler of a temple win her hand speak frithiof hast thou not broken balder's peace Hast thou not forced thy way into his holy temple, despite the law which so forbids? Answer yea or nay. My life's happiness, I answered, hangs upon a word. Yet fear not, Helge, neither for Valhalla's joys nor all this earth's delight would I forswear myself. Yea, in Baldur's temple I have seen thy sister, but in no wise did I offend the pure and gentle God. Our prayers to him did awaken holy thoughts within our hearts, and led me here to offer peace to thee. More I could not speak, for a murmur of horror ran through the circle. The warriors, paled by superstition, drew back from me, 
as I were smitten with a plague, thy brother's was the victory. At last he spoke, by the laws of our fathers, mine is the right to sentence thee to banishment or death, but rather will I emulate in mildness the God whose sanctuary thou hast violated. Hearken then to my decree. Far to the westward lies a group of islands ruled by Augentir. King Pele long ago did lay him under tribute, and this he faithfully remitted so long as our royal father was alive. Since Bailey's death he has refused it. Go thou and collect this tribute as atonement for thy crime. Then he added sneeringly, Tis said this Augentier is hard-handed and sits brooding over his gold like Fafner, the famed dragon slain by Sigurd. But who could withstand our second Sigurd's prowess? Truly this is far other work than seeking maids in Baldur's holy grove. Here till the summer comes again we'll wait for thy return, bringing fresh glory and, above all else, the tribute. But shouldst thou fail in this, thou shalt be doomed as coward, branded, and banished forever from thy native land. So ended his words. The assembly was dissolved and the warriors dispersed in silence. But what is now thy purpose, Frithiof? Have I a choice? This very day I depart to redeem my honor. And leave me here? Nay, come with me, my Ingeborg. Alas, that may not be. Yet hear me, beloved, ere thou dost fix thy firm resolve. Thy brother in his wisdom forgets that Augentier was once my father's friend, as well as Bailey's. Perchance he'll yield with good will what I ask. But should he not, this friend I carry at my side shall prove a sharp and powerful persuader. Then will I send to King Helge the gold he so desireth, and free us both forever from the sacrificial knife of that crowned hypocrite. Then we, my Ingeborg, will seek some distant happier land, and bid farewell to shores so hostile to our happiness. Look, my Alita doth already spring her eagle's wings to bear us, swiftly o'er the waves come beloved haste thee alas alas i cannot follow what hinders thee my ingeborg were thy good father but alive and did he forget not frithiof that helge holds my father's place with me the gods have blessed and woven these bonds and a woman dare not break them to steal her happiness however near it lies once more consider is this word thy last? Alas, dear Frithiof, I cannot, dare not, do else, if I would maintain my honor and thine own. Then fare thee well, King Helgi's sister, fare thee well. O Frithiof, Frithiof, is it thus thou wouldst depart, without a glance, without a hand-clasp, for thy childhood's friend? Methinks one who is forced to sacrifice as much as I, doth well deserve at least a word of comfort. The stir of life and clash of arms will ease thy grief, but what remains for me? To whom, alas, may I impart my woe? Within my bower I'll sit, thinking of thee, and weaving broken lilies in my web, till spring herself with fairer lilies shall adorn my grave. Cease, cease, cried Frithiof with deep emotion, as he clasped the maiden's hand. Forgive me that my sorrow did assume the garb of anger. Thou art right, I see it now, my better angel. 
tis true that only noble minds can teach us what is noble and thy pure heart was quicker far to see the right than mine alone i'll go and part from thee but never from my hope whate'er betide next spring shall helge see me here again the crime with which he charges me atoned then in full circle of the warriors mid glittering steel will i demand thee from thy brother as my wife till then farewell and keep me ever in thy thoughts in memory of our childhood's love take thou this arm-ring a treasured heirloom of my father's house all the wonders of the heavens are carved upon it but the world's best wonder is a faithful heart see see how it gleams on thy white arm like a glow-worm upon a lily's stem thus they parted and alita bore the hero swiftly away while ingeborg sad and hopeless betook her to her bower end of chapter nine the parting